0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. I'd like to invite you guys to take a look at the trailer for Hope Springs.
1: Happy anniversary. They are so beautiful. <laughs> oh, Arnold! Mm-hmm. So
2: what did you guys get each other?
1: Yeah, 31. What gift is that? Uh, silver, ivory. Oh, we got each other the new uh, cable subscription. Oh, great. It's a lot of channels. It feels like Arnold and I aren't going towards anything anymore. I want a real marriage again. I think for that to happen, we would have to risk everything just to shake things up.
3: It's not impossible,
1: and it's not too late.
4: You want to go to intensive couples counseling in Maine.
1: The flight leaves tomorrow. I'm going to be on it.
4: I hope you're happy.
3: Okay, and Arnold, I'm so glad you're here.
4: Well, that makes one of us. You two have come here to try to restore intimacy to your marriage. This is insane. We're not 22 years old anymore.
3: I would like to assign you your first exercise. Tonight, I would like you to spend a period of time with your arms around one another. I think we better stop. I'm going to ask you to take a leap of faith and try something.
1: I'm looking for sex tips for a straight woman from a gay man.
3: It's most likely way out of your comfort zone.
1: I'm just not, that's not me. I just can't do that
4: come up here, you spend one week and you're supposed to have a new marriage. Arnold,
3: your wife is very unhappy. And you have to ask yourself, have I done all I
4: could?
0: Trying to get the old
2: magic back? Join the club, honey. Who in here is not having sex? I am not old
3: It's not too late for anyone who truly wants it and is willing to try.
4: I wonder if he talks to his wife like that. <laughs> Mildred, I find it very interesting that you are naked. But you gotta keep your head up, we're doing so well, we might be able to get out of here early. <laughs> oh, okay, well, next step. What is it? Write a poem, hold hands in public, sing a serenade. <laughs> it's sex. We should just get our things and go. Keep
0: your head up. And you can let your head down. And keep your head up.
3: Arnold, did you have fantasies? <clears throat> the threesome?
1: With I'm Carol. Carol with the corgis? Hi! You got another corgi! I know.
0: But three's the limit. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this afternoon's guest moderator, Peter Travers, and today's guests, Meryl Streep, Tommy Lee Jones, Steve Carell, and David Frankel.
5: Okay then. Okay, then. Okay, then. Sparked by this trailer, I want to ask everybody first, is everybody here getting enough sex? Look at that. So there's a receptive audience for this film. It's really out here.
1: (laughs) You could get lucky. (laughs) This is the spot.
5: This is it. Okay, let me start by just saying, for those, we only saw a trailer, so we don't know what this really is because something in that trailer doesn't, it misses a little bit. Of when this movie gets serious, when it gets—it's not too serious, but melancholy. So let's start with just saying who you guys are playing. Meryl, you—she should start because she started the whole thing. She made you do this.
1: <laughs> well, I play Kay, who is um, a woman who lives in—I cut myself cooking. That's real. Um, <laughs> So I'm not going to cook anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I play Kay, who's a woman who lives in Omaha and is married to Arnold, who's an accountant. And they've been married 35 years, and their kids have moved out. And she feels that there's something missing that used to be there in her marriage, and she wants to reignite it, and she's desperate enough to take out uh, a lot of money from her own account where she works and, um, and spend it on a couples therapy in Maine, whether he decides to accompany her or not. She buys him a ticket, and he comes with her, and they meet Dr. Feld, who saves the day, basically basically. Is that sort. the story?
2: That's the story.
5: That's, that's it. it. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Our work is done here. No, Tommy, when you, your character Arnold begins doing this, he goes. He does. He doesn't want to go, but he goes. What, where is Arnold in his life when this movie starts?
4: You know, at the beginning of the movie, Arnold is um, in a rut. He's uh, living his life um, by rote. Um, He's abjectly dependent on his wife and unaware of any of that. He thinks everything is just fine. Uh, He realizes that there may be something afoot when he finds himself alone in the house and there's no uh, one to make his breakfast or wash the dishes or tend to the things that he's forgotten how to do. And he um, hustles down to the airplane just in time to resentfully get aboard and uh, accompany uh, his his wife on a trip for some therapy that he thinks is ridiculous. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, He's going along. He doesn't know why he's going along. He just doesn't want to be alone. I think that's the reason he he goes along. But he fights it. uh, all the way, until one day he wakes up and realizes um, there may be something to it.
5: I sense, though, that there's, by his going, and about how your character reacts to his going, that there's a love there. There's, a, there's something substantial still there.
4: Well, the... Um, yes, the, there they, is. He doesn't hear.
1: know it, but it's there. <laughs> they, I,
4: I suppose they, they, they love each other, but they used to know how better than they do yeah. now.
1: That's mm-hmm.
4: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Steve. And it's all can... very funny, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy. We're
5: all smiling. Yes. Steve, you are playing the therapist. So, basically, you know on the set from having done this role as a therapist, which one of all of you is the most screwed up? Yes. Yes. Do you want to name that today?
3: Would I like to? to yes. I, I by far am the most screwed They're up. In the screwed movie. up, really? Is that yeah. it?
5: Are you all agree? Not in the movie. I meant in life. I'm saying. Yes. Oh, in the movie. <laughs> and in life. That's well, exactly nice. right. That's a perfect thing. Because we know what you do to play roles. You, Meryl's got nothing on you in terms of preparation. Now you're
3: just being mean to me. I'm not being. I never. Because that's, mean, you're clearly being sarcastic. I am not.
5: For 40-year-old virgin, you had your own hair ripped off, chest hair with hot wax.
3: Meryl Streep has done exactly I've done the same yes, thing. I, I have
5: never wow. s- what role was that? <laughs> what did what did your director David Frankel force you to do to play to prepare to play this therapist?
3: What did What did he force me to do? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know what directors do. He well he was he was very he would call me every day and ask about my research for this character right. <laughs> Um, you know what, I drove by a therapist's office at one point, (laughs) (laughs) and I checked out some names, and,
1: uh... You went to New England, you're from New England.
3: I went to New England, I have been to Maine before. Um, these are actually the boots that I wore in the movie, they were my very own boots. That's
2: that's what I made you do, I made you wear your own boots. He made me wear my own (laughs) boots.
3: Um... You know, how does one prepare? You just I don't know. You know. You did it. Are you Are you honestly asking me? I was honestly. Because I could bore people to death. I only want a little. Do you bit want of to hear my best story? Just a smidgen. Would you like to hear my emotional arc in this movie? Just... <laughs> because there's nothing I like better than talking about the process. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I met with therapists. I I I discussed you know, their approaches. I sort of, I singled out one person in particular that was very soft-spoken, and he was a guy, and it's something I kind of pitched as a character, uh, a a costume. He always wore sandals with white socks, and I just thought, that would be great, but that was nixed immediately. (laughs) Nobody wanted to see that. Um, And he just had a very gentle approach, but um, one that I thought was incredibly intuitive, and he was, he was subtly good. I, I think I, I didn't want to play him as kind of a superstar therapist. I wanted it to be somebody who's very um, old school in his methods, but extremely effective.
5: All right, David, so you've got the three of them here. And you're making a movie about a marriage, I think 31 years, where we know that most audiences that go to the movies aren't yet even 31 years old. So what's in it for them? What's in it for those people watching the experience of this couple and this therapist?
2: Well, it's a, it's a romantic comedy. So first of all, it's really entertaining. And, uh, and second of all, I think it, it actually is universal. The, the, the movie is about rediscovering intimacy. And I think everybody uh, at any age struggles with getting closer to the people they love and uh and then for everybody who pays ten dollars they get to see the museum of acting i mean they're just seeing the, the greatest actors in the world performing absolutely at at the zenith of their powers thank you
3: thank you very much
4: Seeing the movie twice will make your uh, all your relationships rock solid forever. Cure all of your ills. What happens at three times? Three times bliss. Bliss. Endless endless. bliss.
5: Well, let's stop for a minute then, before this, and see this clip from the movie, so that I can then ask you a penetrating question about what you just saw.
1: And then we did the exercise.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was.
1: We woke up. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and we were in the same bed.
3: Yeah, it was... It
1: was comfortable.
3: Yeah. This is good. Really good. By taking some time to yourselves, you were able to relate better as a couple. And you both did it without even trying.
1: But, you know, it was nice, wasn't
3: it? To,
4: uh, d- to do something on your own,
3: you know. I'm thrilled with the progress that you've made. And I think it's going to make it that much easier to proceed to the next step
4: next step that's great let's get with it i mean we're doing so well we might be able to get out here early (laughs) okay next step what is it write a poem hold hands in public sing a serenade (laughs) sex we should just get our things and go
5: all right i have to ask seeing that i'm looking at the four of you uh i know because i do really incredible research that each of you is married each of you is married for more than 10 years meryl Almost Uh, as long. Can I tell you,
2: can I share with everyone today is Steve's 17th wedding anniversary?
3: Yay! And it's also my
1: wife's.
5: (laughs) So, uh, let me, let me, even though that's a great thing and we'll have a cake. Really, later. Did any of you ever feel the need to seek help in terms of intimacy issues during the years of your marriage? No. Why am I not shocked? No, listen to the silence now.
3: This is clearly something I would never tell you. (laughs) Which means yes. It doesn't necessarily mean mean either thing.
5: So none of it, you've all had perfect relationships without any need for an intimacy, even dad, let alone a week.
2: Yeah. Tommy has, yes, I know that know for that, sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what
5: was the question? They're looking at you. <laughs> it was the same question, and your answer was no. Oh, okay. I didn't even say if you did it. I was just wondering if there was ever a time where you felt the need for it. Or do you believe that basically people should work out their own problems in a, uh, in a marriage or any relationship? I, I,
4: I don't know what people should do. I, um, we, we kind of take care of business at home in our own way. Mm-hmm.
2: Before I was married, a marriage therapist told me that 90% of the people who come to her get divorced. She said, by the time they get to me, it's way too late and that most marriage therapy fails. And really, it, it's a way for people to end things, not a, an attempt to renew them. And uh, That
1: may have just been her. <laughs> <laughs> that therapist.
2: I didn't, uh, um, so, you know, I think the story that we're telling here is, I think it's, it's a marriage in, really in peril. By, by the th- if you get this far, it's, um, things are really bad. And, uh, and I think that's what makes the movie, one of the things that makes the movie so compelling is that it's a life and death story. It's a story about two people who will be dead in some way if they, if they can't make this work. If, if Kay has to stay in this marriage, she'll be dead inside. And if Kay leaves, Arnold will be dead without her.
5: And it is a comedy. And it's... Yes. <laughs> right. So we have all that mixed in with it. But I'm looking at you, David, and I'm remembering uh, Miami Rhapsody that you did, which is about uh, infidelity.
2: Yeah, it's about a girl who gets engaged and discovers that everyone in her family is having an affair.
5: (laughs) Do you two think that there's been infidelity in the marriage between Kay and Arnold?
1: No. No. (laughs)
5: No. And what's... Why? What do you think the fundamental problem was? When did it stop being good?
4: Oh, I think you have to. You have to. You have to buy a ticket. To
1: yeah, see. you really. That's sort of the, the journey to, they go on.
4: Better three tickets.
1: Is i Three remember. tickets, that. and
5: it will all happen. But Steve, what do you think then? I mean, you're the therapist. You know. When did I they, I
3: wasn't. I wasn't listening. Wasn't listening. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so perfect
3: <laughs> yes as any good therapist <laughs> <laughs> just watch that
5: and Zoning it was like out.
3: when when did, when did it go off the rails
0: yeah
5: um, there's no flashbacks in this movie we don't really it's not that. about when it that. did
3: it's about where it is right now damn it right? that's
5: just a stubborn intransigent answer
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's when they, five to seven years before this, they started sleeping separately because um, he pulled his back and it was uncomfortable to sleep in the same bed.
4: And there's that sleep apnea deal And he has
1: sleep apnea, which kept her awake. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny unless you it's live with it. And then...
4: <laughs> it
2: is funny. This is like shooting a movie. I mean, we, we should... It really is. Keep is. rolling. Keep rolling.
5: <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at four people who have a, a totally happy marriages, and it's a good thing. And I feel like celebrating, especially with Steve's anniversary. Yeah. I think we should do that. Hooray. And we should... All, yes. But I I usually ask people about themselves when they look at themselves on the screen, but I know what you're gonna say, Steve, so I don't wanna ask that question. So I wanna ask it about somebody else. Tommy, when you look back on this movie, when you've seen it now, the second, third, well, maybe you stopped at three, I don't know. But what about Meryl? Is there a moment in this movie, 30 seconds, a minute, that resonates for you personally about how she played her character?
4: i i like every minute i mean uh of what Merrill does in in this movie you can't take your eyes off of it. it's so uh, immaculate i mean she's this person is not Merrill this person lives in Omaha and has had a midwestern upbringing and you can see the story of her life written in her posture and in her usage of the language and the choice of the earrings and um, it's just a brilliant performance, and you can watch it forever. <laughs> it. Do you
5: have, Merrill, a specific moment?
1: With him? With him. Oh, my God. No, I mean, I. when we were talking about who could play Arnold, I knew that it was really... I was so hopeful that Tommy Lee would take the part because I knew it was so important that that man be a substantial man and um, not somebody you get mixed up with an actor. Do you know what I mean? Not actorish, someone real and authentic and sort of infallible in his his work and that's what I've always seen in his work. Always wanted to work with him, and it just <laughs> took us till we were, you know, <laughs> practically yeah, um, what did in it the take? SAG home to do it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but e- e- it's uh, e- it was great because this is the first film I've shot ever on digital, um, the digital format, and so you have the opportunity to play out scenes in an unbroken way. And we had scenes that were 10, 12 pages, and, and we were allowed to breathe in between the, the scenes, and, and stuff that usually is cut or um, shot in a short section was allowed to play out. And in a way, Steve was sort of calibrating when, and where, the interaction should happen in the in the therapy parts. So if he sensed an earthquake over here, he'd just sort of wait it out, wait to see it, you know, <laughs> explode. And it was really it was so um, satisfying as an actor to to work that way.
4: We had some eight, nine ten page days. Yeah. Uh, no, the rule of thumb in film is a, about a page and a half a day. Yeah,
1: and there was a good be.
4: reason for having those ten, twelve page days. And and um, I'm sure David can remember what that reason was.
2: <laughs> Budget. Yeah. Um, no, it just seemed, the, the, the reason seemed to be to uh, keep the, the uh, each scene was like a one act play and and uh each scene had a very distinct beginning, middle, and end and it was important it was really valuable in the in the, in movie making to to get it all in one moment and then it meant that we could shoot faster and accomplish other things
4: How, how much film time do you get out of a four hundred foot magazine uh
2: Four minutes, or something? a little over four yeah. minutes, not yeah.
4: much. So if you have to stop, I mean, then we were shooting takes that were that would ten pages long. So you um, you can imagine the advantage.
5: I would think you'd want to run to your trailer sometimes, though, and <laughs> just get ready a little bit. That if you were shooting that much every day. But luckily, Steve was calibrating this, which I thought was the role of the director.
2: No, the director was, was, was in his trailer.
1: He was tra- relegated <laughs> to another room. Re- <laughs> okay. All
5: right, I'm going to stop with this and let the audience have a chance to ask some questions. So raise your hand. Just look raise at that. your hand. There's we'll hands to the everywhere.
0: Right over to you. First question, all the way over to your right in the second row.
2: Stand um, up. This is from Merrill. Um, I have to thank you for your work with the National Women's History Museum. It's so great to have such a talented, strong woman to up to. Um, thank you. And on that note, how did you integrate your feminist beliefs into the development of this character?
1: Well, um, the question was how I integrated my feminist beliefs into this character. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, feminism has become sort of a dirty word in your generation, sadly. So we would prefer to use the word humanist. And this is, a, this is one of those movies that's um, interested in human beings and this sort of huge journey that sometimes it takes to just touch somebody that you love. I mean, it, it is something um, big. <laughs> and to make a connection and to make an intimate connection and to make sex meaningful and um, uh, separated from um, what we see on the internet. <laughs> sort of gather it all and bring it home. Bring it in your heart and, and make that exchange. And that's what, that's what this is about.
0: Next question, same side, next row back. What did you learn from each other? And can I have all your autographs?
4: (laughs) Yes, you can have autographs. And um, what did I learn? I I learned uh, to be on time and um, make sure that my shoes were clean and to do my homework.
1: And I learned, I think, I learned something from Tommy Lee, who told me almost on the last day of shooting when I was apologizing for not being very good in the scene. And he said to me, Oh, it's such a privilege, isn't it? It's such a privilege to be an actor. So that sort of set me right back in the right groove. And I was grateful for that.
3: Steve are you pretending you learned nothing uh n- you know honestly watching the two of them i, I talk about an honor you know j- just to be invited to be uh, a part of this and to watch the joy with which both of them um work i, I think that was a, a lesson to me to to never take any of it for granted and um and just to w- you know every take there was a there was intention there was Passion and but joy, you know, a real a real happiness to what they do. Um, and I, that was just inspiring to me.
2: I learned how to play polo. Tommy taught me how to play polo.
0: <laughs> when did you have time? Next question is over here right in front of you in the third row.
2: Hi. Um, my question—I mean, Peter stole my questions about per, uh, personal intimacy, so I had to scramble. But um, uh, I want to know: Are there any directors or actors that you haven't worked with yet that you'd really like the opportunity to?
3: I'm—I'm I'm good with this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of uh, directors that I'd love to work with and actors that I'd love to work with, but when you name a one, I have such a memory deficit at the moment that you, inadvertently you leave somebody out and I don't want to do that because I really, there's so many talented people working today. I think this is like a golden age of acting in a weird way in, in every format, in, um, on television and movies and webisodes and all that <laughs> stuff. There's so much amazing stuff that people are doing. so. The list is long.
4: I'm looking for a job. I need a job, and I'm not leaving anybody out. <laughs> Next question, is still in front
0: of you, back row.
3: Um, I'm just wondering how difficult or easy it might be for you to transform your mindset from each role you play in all your different movies, because they're so
1: versatile. Well, thank you. But I feel like everybody is me that I'm playing, and, uh, or at least I've responded you know, to the script because of something I recognize in the character that's like me. And so uh, it's not that hard to switch out because they never kind of leave you. They're all parts of yourself.
0: Next question to your right, other side, third row.
1: Hello. Um, I'm really excited, but um, (laughs) um, I want to talk about your families a little bit since you all have such successful and wonderful families. And I was just curious how um, being an actor and such working actors and such great actors that um, you're able to find a balance with your family. How do you do that? I have more but you know
3: Steve <laughs> um how do I find a balance you know uh, we did, we did a press junket today and a lot of the questions pertain to what what is what is a secret what you know what is a secret <clears throat> to a successful marriage or a successful family life and I don't honestly think there is one I you know and I I would be the last person to g- give advice on anything, frankly, um, but I, I, I kept telling people, I think it's luck, uh, a lot of it. I think it's, it has a lot to do with who you ended up marrying and the way you can actually grow together and, and learn from one another, but I, I got lucky with the, and I'm not just saying this because it's my anniversary, uh, but I, I truly, and my wife isn't here, so I'm not getting any points for any of this. Um, but I do think it's true. I think, I think that aspect of it is luck. And it's, in terms of my family life, it's, it's just a matter of being aware of it. And, um, this is, this is what I do, but it's not who I am. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, that to me is by far, at the end of my life, I'm not gonna look back and say, wow, I played the hell out of Dr. Feld. (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna say, you know, it'll be about my family. You know, that's that's ultimately what's going to be most important to me.
1: Yeah, and, and the older you get, the easier it is to say, no. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. No. I'm not going to go to Europe. No. I'm not going to do that junkyard. Sure? I'm not, not going to go at all? No. Come on. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe if I can bring the girls and, you know. But, um... Yeah, I think there isn't any prescription. It's funny. Everybody's asking us, gee, how do you, you know, everything is hard. It, it all looks great, but, you know, everything is hard. Everything is hard.
2: Yeah, I would say the, the most valuable thing is have a, a spouse or a partner who's compl- completely contemptuous of your work <laughs> and all the supposed glamour that comes with it.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: And... uh And just really forces you to remember that, you know, not every afternoon is spent lecturing people at the Apple Store.
0: (laughs) Do
4: you agree with all this? Oh, the question was uh, how do how do you uh, manage the family? Um, It's a lot. It's a lot easier when the kids go
0: away to college. (laughs) Next one's going to be all the way in the back over here, right in front of you.
3: Hi, um, I'm studying acting right here. Yeah, a little. Hi, I'm studying acting at NYU, and one of our can professors, you be taller? I wish. I know. <laughs> um, and one of our actors always asks us when we see a production, why this play or film, and why now. And I'm just wondering for the actors why you know why that is for you that you chose this or that you felt this had to be done. And David, why you felt this had to be made right now? Thank you.
1: That's such a good question that they ask you. and it, it, I mean, I do, I do. That's I remember that. Was that Victor Pappas? Is he still at NYU? OK. Uh, <laughs> just I'm asking because he went. He was at school when I was at uh, drama school. And they used to ask us, that was a question Robert Brewstein, who ran the drama school, the Yale drama school for a long time, he would say, there has to be a reason that this play, that we're doing this play now. I don't care if it's Shakespeare or, or Gorky or a new play by Christopher Durang. Why do we need to do it now? It has to announce its necessity in some way. And I think that this, this movie has answers something in a, 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 a sort of a yearning in, that I feel, you know, you feel this sort of inchoate thing floating through the, whatever you call it, the zeitgeist. You feel that, uh-oh, there's a Yale word. Um, <laughs> you feel that because of our interconnectedness in a superficial way in, through social media, that we've maybe lost the vertical, the depth, the, the layers of uh, f- focused, interaction with each other and this is a fear you feel from people they yearn for each other they yearn for connectedness you know and this this movie talks to that so I think maybe that might have some why this, why now
0: We have time for two more questions all the way to your right over here in the back again
4: The Bridges of Madison County is one of my favorite films and I'm wondering Meryl, if you think that this film is a more accurate picture of love.
1: Are you from Dublin, love? Uh, Yeah, I'm from the west of Ireland. Oh, west of (laughs) Ireland, lovely. (laughs) Um, This this script, when I first read it, felt accurate to me. It felt authentic. It felt like something real between these two specific people. And I think Bridges of Madison County was a romance. And this has romance. Yeah, it's got some romance, yeah. (laughs) It has to be coaxed (laughs) out of him. (laughs) Yeah, there's some
4: romance in this um, movie. Um, I never thought of comparing it to uh, The Bridges of Madison (laughs) County.
0: And the last question is going to be right here in the front row.
5: Um, First, I want to say, um, I'm a film student at NYU, and Merrill, you are my highest inspiration. Um, But this can apply to all of you. Um, What after, you know, nothing to do with film or anything like that, is there anything else that you would like to tackle in your future, something you would like to take on?
4: Something other than being an actor?
1: Oh. Well, Tommy's a writer and a director and a producer. Er, that's enough. Yeah.
4: yeah, I like doing those things. Polo are, you player, some, are you talking about right? something uh, outside, of, outside of film? If you were an actress, maybe something else. Oh. Well, we raised cattle. We're in the cattle business, and I want to get better doing that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're pretty good at it.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I think I've, I'm... Really happy doing exactly this. And I hope they just let me keep doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, me
4: too.
3: Uh, a fireman, astronaut, or a professional hockey player is what I'd like to do. It's within reach.
2: No, I was, I was on a set of a movie two years ago, walking with my dad through the trailers and past the catering tent and heading to the stage, and he just said, damn, you have the greatest job. <laughs> and, uh, and I do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything else.
5: All right then, we end happy, which is good. This is what this movie is about in the end even though Steve seems very to be reluctant to admit it. It is not about death. No, stop it. Thank you all very much for being here. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you.
1: Thanks for coming out.